Hello and welcome to the Reach Out for Mental Health podcast. I'm one half of you presenting Joe. I'm Stu Whiffin. Joining me always, Kirsty. How are you? Cold. Cold. You're on your boat today, aren't you? I am. I am. I'm a central heating's packed up again and I'm cold. You've been chopping wood. I have. I have. I've gone really macho today. I've got out my jigsaw, got out my mallet, smashing up the pallet in an attempt to keep warm. I'm getting there. Yeah. Good. You all right, though? I'll, I'll be all right. I had the major run this morning. I was nearly in tears. I'm getting better. I'm all right. I've got biscuits, which I now can't eat because we're doing this. But uh, yeah, I'm all right. Are you like a gremlin? You have to be kept like, at a certain temperature and you have to be fed like certain hours of a day. Definitely. Or you just, or you just have an absolute meltdown. Yeah, can't stay up past midnight. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And if I get too hot, I get Dave syndrome. Wonderful. For those who know, you know. Get what syndrome? Dave syndrome. Right, well, I'm not in the know. What's Dave syndrome? Do you not watch Black Books? No. <gasps> I'll, send you, I'll send you a link for the episode. It's where Bill Bailey gets too hot. And uh, yeah, he gets this thing called Dave syndrome that when he gets too hot, he just turns into this complete, like, axe-wielding maniac. Wonderful. Wonderful. Anyway. Speaking of Daves, we have a guest today. And, uh, and it's, it's someone I've known uh, a long, long time. Um, and Kirsty, you met today's guest uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago over, over a Zoom chat. Mm. And uh, well, well, let's, just, let's just jump straight in. How you doing, Dave? Yeah, good, Stu. Hello, Stu. Hello, Kirsty. Hello. So nice to see you both again. So, Dave, you you reached out to to us, which was which was lovely because you have sort of followed some of the bits and pieces I've done in, in, in podcasting and and going way back, you used to sort of follow follow the band about a little bit. You'd come to some of like the old bands gigs in the nineties. So we've known each other for for a fair old while. Um, and I didn't know too too much about what you wanted to talk about, and and it was so it was really nice. So so tell us a little bit about who you are and why you chose to reach out and and, and have this conversation today. Well, it's a bit of a coincidence to reach out. Really, some big airy gates had tooted me up when I was running, <laughs> and, and, and the conversation sort of went from there. Um, yeah, you you were my introduction to podcasts and. Possibly a lot of them uh, have helped me accept where I've got to today. Just like listening to different people talk, even on the um, off the beaten track, different pop stars and stuff that have had their own mental health problems. You listen to other people's and you can put your own stuff into perspective. Now, Kirsty ain't going to like this, but I don't call mine a mental health problem. I just call it a wobble. I was telling my trustee, I've got a mouthful of biscuits. I thought I had time. <laughs> I was telling my trustee about this yesterday and um, yeah I just think it's amazing the language that men use and it's you know as long as you're talking about it doesn't really matter what you call it yeah I mean my, my, mine was more of a blip um, 12 years ago I, I split up with my wife who's the mum of my two kids um, the, the split was my doing and at the time, I spent about a year really struggling with my mental health and stuff. I, I believe you and I bumped into one um, one another then, Stu, and you probably see what a state I was in. Yeah. When we had that, and it, it did make a right old mess. But then I was fortunate enough to meet my my current wife, and things were good for quite a while. And then um, I think 
looking from a Facebook memory the other day, it seemed to have been early 2018. I, I had a proper wobble. I can remember laying in bed one night and I said to, to my wife, something's wrong. I don't feel right. I feel like, like the world was on top of me. And I, I knew then something went right. So I went to work the following day and I, I reached out at work and asked for help. And I was fortunate enough, they provided me with um, a counsellor. During that time when I was having the counselling, and, and she sort of had a little bit of a dig and stuff. Things back when some of it went back really early to when my, my oldest child was born. My oldest child's got Down syndrome. And probably at the beginning, which I didn't realise, it, it was a lot for a young person, a young, young married couple to deal with. Uh, and maybe I didn't deal with it at the time. But one thing I did do, which is where I want to go today, is I chose to run a marathon. Um to support a dance syndrome charity, which was probably my way of dealing with Holly. Maybe I felt, you know, because all my issues resolve around guilt. You know, I was guilt. I feel guilty because my relationship broke down. I feel guilty because I thought the kids weren't going to have a dad there to bring them up. And I'm not sure, maybe even Holly's disability, I carried a little bit of guilt of that as well. So everything that has caused issues for me has revolved around guilt. So that that's kind of how I got to where I've got today. Before we, 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 we talk about the, the first marathon and, and, and the impact that fitness has had on, on, on your mental health, Kirst, can you sort of give us a little bit of, sort of insight into experiences that you've you've listened to and you know about where and, and and how impactful has guilt been and, and relationship breakdown been in you know experiences that, that, that you've heard about and, and work with guilt is um guilt can kind of contribute to something that's a bit more of a risk factor with suicide which is entrapment um if there's an element of guilt involved then um that can make an individual feel obliged to stay in a circumstance that's making them unwell, or it can, um, you know, obviously make them feel that there's absolutely no way out, um, which can then lead to, to feeling suicidal. Um, but I mean, guilt, I mean, it, just speaking from, from personal experience, I mean, my, you know, my mental health really took a dip when I had my daughter. Um, postnatal depression you know kind of call it what you like but the guilt around being a shit parent um and it's I know it's a struggle that a lot of people have um but it's yeah it's it's a it's a force to be reckoned with and it's something that I think a lot of people experience that can kind of masquerade as other things um and it takes a brave person to kind of sit and look in the mirror whether that's with a therapist or not and start to you know pick away at that and peel away at the layers and you know see it for what it is and yeah I, I, I know what you're saying but I, I, I and I'm just mindful of those that are listening that because I think it's quite natural 
as a parent to feel that like you could have done more. Mm. You know, I, I think everybody has them feelings that, oh, you know, maybe I could have, you know, got home from work earlier and, and done that. And, and you know, and I do think it's important to say, we, you know, anybody that's kind of questioning that, that you know, their, their parental skills and things like that, that uh, firstly, there is help out there, but we should always remember that we are all humans and we do all make mistakes and, mm. you know, and, and we can, we can be selfish at times, you know, lots of, you know, it's, it's not, it's not rare to, 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 to do something where you're, you know, you're selfish and things like that. I don't think, I don't want anyone really beating themselves up over something that might not be huge. Do you know what mm. I'm saying? Yeah. We, we, sorry. With regards to the parenting thing, that my, my guilt was around not being there as a parent, mm. um, not Oh, good I was as a parent it was because right. I wasn't going to be by not being there I could still be a good parent because me and my, my ex-partner whilst the kids was at school we was on exactly the same song sheet with behavioral issues with either of the two kids at school and uh, and education wise uh, and we um sort of not not necessarily disciplined the kids in the same way but we expected the same from them and, and we did stay on the same song sheet I mean, we was probably fortunate that we could maintain. I think, Dave, if you, if you can just, just to interrupt you there, Dave, if you can maybe just turn your camera off, because I think your Zoom connection is a little bit sticky. So if you just turn... So what, the, what do you want me to do, sorry? Just turn the camera off and then it'll make your micro, your connection won't put as much That's pressure it. on That's it. That's it. Cool. So, uh, yeah, yeah I don't on, know where, we, where you... Just, just do a little recap on, on the last kind of sort of minute of what you just said there, Dave. You said you would both, you would both sort of expect the same, you know, from 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 discipline in the children, and then you kind of cut out a little bit from there. Yeah, we'd still go to parent evenings together, and you know, we'd expect the kids to behave in the same way. And when the kids were with me, I'd expect the same sort of behaviour as what their mum would. But we was fortunate to be able to have that kind of relationship. But we do beat ourselves up over what the kids want but we I don't know if we we should accept more that the kids are so resilient mm. and we don't give them that credit maybe absolutely I couldn't agree more with you on that the amount of times that like my wife you're, you're molly coddling the kids sorry you froze against you all oh, right okay uh can you hear me okay Kirst I've got you back now mate all oh, right yeah I, I think it's it's one of those, you know, it's really hard because you want to protect your children at all times. But then I think it's getting that balance right. The amount of times that, like, you know, my wife, I got I me, mean, they'll be all right. They can get there. They can get home all right. And, like, and you just, I don't know. You just, I don't, I, 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 I kind of probably overdo it. And, and I shouldn't because I don't think it's necessarily great for, for for children to to not kind of have to and I don't mean rough it as in like have a have a you know an, an awful upbringing but I mean you know just to get on with it a little bit and and you know you will learn through experience and things like that and do you know, do you know what I'm saying yeah definitely mate definitely I mean I... 
there seems to be a bit of a problem with Dave's connection. He seems to sort of uh, keep disappearing. So I don't know uh, how, what's happening with this curse. You're, you're still here, aren't you? I'm still here. I disappeared to poke me fire. No, but, um, that's yeah. not a euphemism, is it? It's really, no. really not. No, it's really, really not. I've uh, <laughs> trying to keep the stove going because I am so bloody cold. So um, tell me a little bit about, um, you, you touched on on guilt, you know, in reference to something that Dave said. We're just waiting for Dave to, to reappear yeah. um, on, on the call. Um, tell us a little bit about, because I imagine it's a very common thread in in in, in, in your mental health deteriorating and, and I, I'm sure it's been a big factor in lots of suicide cases that you've dealt with or attempted suicide cases and, and that's a relationship breakdown. Yeah, relationship breakdown is a massive, uh, massive risk factor, particularly in men. So it seems that, um, uh, you know, men have got a certain amount of resilience. Um, you know, there, there can be... Um, you know, you can have problems at work, you can have problems with um, financial difficulty, which in itself are risk factors for suicide anyway. Um, but if you put relationship breakdown on top of that, or even in isolation, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really dangerous thing. It, it, it can make a man crumble. I don't want to, I know that sounds quite um, kind of derogatory. Um, and I've always been fascinated by it that why, why do relationships, why, why would the breakdown of a relationship have that much of an impact on a guy rather than a woman? You know, if, if, if a man was to end a marriage, a woman wouldn't respond in that way. Do you um, think? Yeah. Oh, so, sorry, you, you, in regards to sort of suicide, yeah yeah okay okay yeah yeah that's 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 a really interesting point i think obviously each relationship should be judged on its own case mm. uh, but yeah i don't know I, I i do think that i don't know maybe just looking inwardly at you know the things that i find comforting in a relationship that i think without it would would, would is that kind of stability and routine and things like that that I think it, it when that's gone, you can feel a little in limbo and 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 also essentially to 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 not, you know, to know that you're no longer loved by that person, you know, in, in a way that you wish to be loved. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think I wonder if that it would be really cool to talk to somebody who's who's really, really knowledgeable on this subject. But I'm thinking, does it go a little bit further? Does it kind of feed into Oh, Dave! Uh, I back? should be back. Oh right, we've we've just been we've been waffling in your uh, while while you've disappeared. I think your internet's uh, a little yeah. Bit... I've gone on the phone now. I've just shut the laptop down. Bloody thing! Wonderful, wonderful. We we was just talking about while you while you was away. Just that that you know some of the things that are very commonplace that that uh, Kirsty's in, encountered through through her work for Reach Out. You know, in regards to. Um, guilt and then we, we went back on that and, and spoke a little bit more about um relationship breakdowns but um so it, it so you said it, it kind of caught up with you around 2018 when you was you know we should say that you, you, your children have grown up a bit now and yeah you, and, you, and i've remarried by remarried. then as well 
Yeah. yeah. And so on paper, things should have been perfect, right? Yeah, it was as well. You know, we'd bought, I'd not say I lost everything, but I walked away from everything after the, the, the divorce. So I had to start again. We'd managed to buy a house. Everything was on the up. We had a camper van, like we were just talking about before mm -hmm. the meeting started. You know, and, and life was good. But all of a sudden, it, it was like it just kicked me up the ass like nothing. Well, so, I yeah, mean, it, it was is, is that something that you've uh, sort of encountered before? That kind of delayed, you know, the, the, almost like, I don't know what you'd call it, like, like a sort of post like a PTSD, like almost sort of catches up and catches you off guard, like a few years after something that you think would have had a, a major impact. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's that's quite common of any trauma, really. Um, so when an individual comes out or escapes or um, finds some kind of resolution with regards to a traumatic experience, it's like you've been living on your nerves, you've been living on the adrenaline for all of that time, whether it's um, something traumatic that's happening to you or um, being in a relationship that you're not finding particularly nurturing and you've got the guilt around that, that you want to leave or that you have left. And then when everything settles, it's like everything becomes safe again and it allows you to start feeling and processing the, informa the information and the feelings that were originally there but were kind of covered up yeah. with all of the protection that your mind puts in place to keep you safe. Yeah. Does that make sense? I don't know if I've explained that very well. That makes a lot of sense to me, Kirsty, because it started to transpire itself with anxieties. I can, mm. I can remember we had a wedding to go to. It's a really good friend of mine's his wedding. And we come to getting ready, and I was nearly in tears, just trying to go out the door. Mm. It, it was awful. And that's when things started to sort of show themselves as something was not right I mean how ridiculous is that I mean I'm the life and soul of the party and not to be able to go out the door to a wedding of someone who I've known for years and has been a really good friend why why would something like that bring someone like me to tears I didn't understand mm. you know it took it, it was quite a while and it was only after that I started to recognize that that things were adrift and then like I say I had sort of that revelation that night in bed laying there and I just said to, to my wife something's really wrong something's really not right and, and what did and she say what was her response to that uh she was she's she's the most supportive person she 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 had a big birthday last year I won't say the number because she'd probably tell me off uh, and we was talking about her birthday in years and, and I said to her you are the kindest person I've ever met and the way she dealt with it that night it was just she was just reassuring and yeah, what, what do you need to do? What what can we do to make this right? And I said, I've just got to go to work and admit that I've got a problem. And that's what I've done. So, I mean, I just want to jump on that for, for any bloke that might be listening and might be feeling the same way that you did, but might, you know, struggling to build up the courage to be able to kind of come out with it and speak to their partner or their family or their friends or whoever it might be. Um, I mean, were you nervous about talking to her and kind of mentioning it? No, because I think the relationship we've had, we're both sort of second, third time round relationships. I mean, she's got a, an older son from an, a previous relationship and she had another long term relationship after that. So we were at a place in life where we can just talk candidly about things, which is partly age and partly the experiences we've both had in 
in like previous relationships we're just like if you don't talk about it you, you can't fix it yeah mm. and and, that, and that's sort of my relationship advice as well what i've said to younger people then like oh she's done this or he's done that just go home and bloody talk about it and that's yeah. where we should be with our mental health as well just bloody talk about it absolutely absolutely so you said that you 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 reached out at work um and I sat there in an office and I started talking like we are now, just like just reaching out. I've got a problem. I need to, I need to fix this. I don't feel well, and I just burst into tears. And that was probably the biggest relief. That that uh, sort of release of emotion was that just that alone. I felt better. Yeah, and just, and and did you feel that like? You know, in the environment that you work, you don't have to talk about you know what what you do for a living or anything like that. But um, in in that environment, did it? Because my perception of that as an outsider, uh, you know, it is quite a can be quite a male heavy environment. And um, you know, did, was you surrounded by the right people that you felt comfortable to say that, or did you think it was going to be potentially tricky? You know, is, is there lots of testosterone in, in in the you know in around the people that you work with? Could it be looked upon as you know? Come on, come on, Dave, man up, like get on with it, mate. Like, you know, there, did you... there, there is people there with that attitude still, because I do think this is generational as well, Stu. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I mean, our generation, we're probably the older generation starting to open up. And then like the next generation and the generation sort of beyond that, they're yeah. even easier with it. It's yeah. our generation we need to start cracking it with because we're the ones that are just starting to do it. And the older Absolutely. generation, maybe it's I don't know, is it too late for them? I mean, I they're know. beyond that, they're beyond that sort of magic number for suicide, really, aren't they? Sort That's of... right. That's right. So they they got you cancelled. And how, how did you find how effective and, and and did you see, you know, did you see results from, from the cancelling? And, and how long did it take? The the thing is, I'm quite an open person. I'm open to trying new things, to listening to different musics and, and stuff. So I was like, yeah, okay, I'll try it, you know. I'm not opposed to trying like vegan food when you go to a restaurant because I'm a meat eater. Uh, you know, I'm open to things. So I went in it with an open mind, which I think that's important. Yeah. You can't be closed mind. You've got to accept as well your own part in it. Like I said, my, my, my issues was guilt. And I was happy to accept that I'd done wrong mm. and, and to get to where I got to. And I think that was a massive help just self-acceptance taking yeah. your part of the responsibility because your mental health isn't something like if you get a cold you've got a cold you take a tablet it gets better but for your mental health to go wrong sometimes you've got to accept something about yourself to change to be able to put it right that's how I felt so the counselling I think I had about 12 sessions and we just sat and we spoke the first one was when I realised there was obviously issues that I was carrying from when my eldest was born, because when we spoke about that, I just broke down again. So there was lots of breaking down. But once I started to put things together and understand things, it, it all come a lot easier. Wonderful. And my, um, when I cast my mind back to, to, to you know, times where our, our paths have crossed growing up, um, I'd often see you and you'd, you'd have a beer in your hand or a ciggy in your hand. And tell me about one of the things that didn't strike me about you, Dave, was I'd never have put the word athlete in the mix. 
and so so tell me about let, let, let's start to kind of move, move, move forwards from in your journey which is something I know that you really want to talk about today and then obviously we can we can announce what you're going to be doing for the charity um towards the end of the pod as well um but right on where, that where, subject, where, did, where did this start how did this start of, of not being athletic I'll tell you a story about school I was probably first second year senior school and I got new football boots and the PE teacher said to me Adams you've got new boots but you'll still be shit so yeah I definitely wasn't athletic you're quite right um no the 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 athletic athletic thing when like my oldest was born I still I did still smoke then and it was just like this has got to stop I'm a dad now and I want to run a marathon for a, a Down syndrome charity I'd had friends that had run marathons and I'd watched them and that and I just decided I was going to do it probably didn't realise at the time that to run a marathon ain't actually that easy. It's quite bloody difficult. And, uh, yeah, I just made that decision, started training, joined a gym, and here we find ourselves today, sort of coming up to marathon number seven. But it's not been an easy journey. But one of the things that, you know, when I do see you now, I'll invariably give you a, a, a two, and you're, 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 always, you're always pounding the pavements. And... And and so, if you don't run, can you can you feel? Do you feel different now if you don't if you don't clock the miles up and and, and get out and exercise? Yeah, and I, I sometimes have to plan around run around what I'm going to do. I knew sitting down today doing this might provoke some emotions and that in my head, so I opted to run later on today, so I could run after this because I know that's my, my remedy, my, my you know my medicine almost. You find it therapeutic? Definitely, mate. Definitely. I've got some idiot in my ear. Sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I actually listen to different ones as well now. Sorry. What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I get a podcast on and some of them, like when I listen to you guys on this reach out, I listen to other people's stuff and that's quite thought provoking and that's nice because then you're self-analysing and you're, you're making yourself the better person that you want to be. And hopefully more than anything, realize that you're not alone. Like, you know, if no. you are, if you are no. having a, uh, and I'll quote you, having a wobble, then, uh, you know, there's a lot of us wobbling. And, uh, Do you not think though, rather than saying mental health, if, if it makes it easier for a man to say, yeah, do you know what? I'm having a bit of a wobble. It's, yeah. it's, it's all right. Oh, I'm I don't care what Kerr said. I don't care what you call it. If you're chatting about it and, and, you know, you, you, you want to engage in a conversation about how you're feeling, call it what you want. But since I, I, I sort of spoke to you, Stuart, and sort of decided to come on here, I've spoken to a couple of other blokes, like an older bloke who's a bit older than me, and he's having quite a lot of issues. He, he works in the emergency services, and he's under a lot of pressure, and he's having a wobble. And he put on Facebook that he was having an issue, and I reached out to him, and he was like, oh, mate, thank you so much for talking to me. And I've just realised it's all it takes is someone to sort of, even if it's just like a little digital hug over a messenger or something, it makes a massive difference to other people. It really is. And I'm I'm going to I'm going to jump on that. And that's something that I tend to talk about when I encourage other people to 
um, get the confidence to talk about their wobbles um, is that you don't know, you know, it's, it's, it's good for yourself to get it off your chest. Of course, that's kind of the main reason that you're doing it is to kind of get that ball rolling and start talking about it. But again, like you don't know the person that you're talking to could be feeling the same. And so some people might think, oh, Christ, well, I don't want to talk about it then because I'm going to make them feel worse and they've got their own issues to worry about and blah, 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 blah. But by you talking about it first, you're making it okay. You're allowing that person to go, act, you know what? Do you know what? I've actually, I've felt that way myself or yeah, I've been feeling a bit shit lately as well. I've got a lot going on, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, again, it's just, it's just starting that conversation. You really don't know the ripple effects that can happen from that. So again, to anybody that's listening now, if you're struggling and you want to talk, but you're finding it really hard, maybe find the strength knowing that by talking to somebody whether it's your mate whether it's a colleague um that you might then be opening up the gate for them to talk about their struggles as well definitely i mean oh like Stu goes back go back to what Stu said about the um the uh, man up attitude i mean i was brought up in very work working class area in the 70s and the 80s and my my dad was a military man, so quite a tough old cookie, you know. Obviously, I know full well that he loved us, and we, we, you know, we didn't go without as kids. So this is not a knock, but the emotional side of if you if you need that, um, uh, I don't know, just need that little bit of guidance from an emotional side. It's not. It wasn't there then, you know. No. It was the man up attitude because that's how he was brought up. You know, and, and that's how we was brought up with that man up attitude. And it's not right. You know, it shouldn't be that way. And I'm glad that we are moving away from that. Absolutely. It echoes what you said that, you know, as you know, our generation and for listeners that um, and I say our generation, I mean, Dave and I is like we're, we're late 40s, fast approaching the, the 5.0. Um, and, and and I do feel that like maybe we were the last generation of that, that got that overspill of, and I'm generalising here of, of that man up. I do think that it's encouraging when I see, you know, my children uh, are very aware of these things and these conversations aren't taboo and, and they're far more progressive in their, 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 their approach to, to, to all, all things that should have, you know, that should be evolving from, from our generation. And it's, it's, it's really good to see. Um, and so in regards to, the, the 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 training like do you find that that there's sort of the literally just getting out and, and and getting that heart rate up helps or do you find just being out getting fresh air with with a with something on your headphones as a distraction like what 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 what, what do you is it exactly you get from it well when when we go back if we go back to 2018 when i was having my my, my wobble we we started doing park run and a lot of what I spoke about with my counsellor as well was numbers. So a big thing to me with running was personal bests, how many miles I could run. And there was a, so much involved with numbers. And that's sort of continued until very recently. It's all been about doing a good time uh, and, and so on. And this coming marathon, my, my plan was to do a good for age time, which I'll be 50 in a couple of weeks. So my good for age time now would be three hours and 15 minutes. Mm. Not far off from my personal best, so I knew it was achievable. However, I've, I've had quite a nasty injury last year, so I've only just started to get over that. So 
three, four weeks ago, I went out on a long run and I knew that day that I would not be able to do the time that I wanted. So I just decided then that I was going to run the marathon. And making that decision to not worry about the number was more significant, and more important in my head and how I've dealt with things than actually getting a good time. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, yeah. That was it's all about it's all about that acceptance, isn't it? You're kind of you were so focused and so driven by those numbers, by you know, reaching a new personal best and what what have you. Hmm. And now that you know that you can't do that, you know, rather than forcing yourself and going, oh fuck it, I'm still gonna do it and I'm still gonna aim for this, or you know, setting yourself up for a fall, you know, li yeah, you know literally maybe, you've accepted it, um, which is massive. Yeah, and that for me has it's been a bigger step. The, than actually achieving the time that I wanted. Mm. Because that, that's just about a time. I know I can do that time one day, but at the moment I can't. So for me to just accept that and say, do you know what? I'm just going to run it, enjoy it, maybe get a bit of sponsorship for someone and just, and just do it that way. That, that was such a massive step. And I said to, to my wife that day, I said, do you know what? That's another weight lifted. This is another step to my journey. And this one, it's almost exciting because I know that there really is light at the end of the tunnel with it now, and it's nearly done. I'm yes. nearly just plodding along, doing my thing without worrying about anything else. That's so, that's so good to hear, mate. And and I, I mean, as well as that, as somebody that's you know goes to watch the marathon, uh, I, know, I know it's it's the Brighton Marathon you're doing uh, next. But for somebody that always goes and watches London Marathon, I mean to 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 run it and enjoy it and not focus on the time there's so much more you're going to appreciate this time around just just the moment that the the atmosphere it's going to be magnified rather than that kind of i you know ed dan let's get you know let's get through this and, and get get this time i think you're going to be able to breathe it in a lot more i think no no i agree i mean i've often said i really should run just run one and enjoy it you know i'm always worried about a time and then you end up like you don't know if you're going to shit yourself, piss yourself because you've got yourself so worked up, mm. you know, and where with this way, I'm just going to go out. It's just going to be another run. No pressure. You know, my friends, she wants to do a good time. So I'll be supporting my friend. And that's probably going to be more important and probably give me a lot more of um, a feeling, a, a nice feeling. Good. And you've been really kind that you're going to run the... Uh, the you know, it's another way... Oh, sorry. I think I was a bit of a massive delay on mine there. Um, I was just going to say, you know, that's another way for you to ensure that you have a good time and that you soak up the atmosphere is to run the marathon dressed as a jelly. <laughs> that's a serious wobble. <laughs> I don't think you should. Um, and you've been really kind and, and, and have, have, you know, offered to run it for, for Reach Out uh, this year, which is amazing. And we're, we're, we're super thankful for that, Dave. And um, for listeners to this podcast, we're going to get a, a just giving link up and, uh, and, and you'll be able to support uh, Dave's marathon run. Um, and by doing that, you'll be supporting uh, Reach Out for Mental Health. So uh, super, super pleased and, 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 and proud to have you doing that for us Dave um, I would appreciate if you didn't shit yourself whilst fundraising for us uh, <laughs> and that would be uh, appreciated well, one of my friends at our running club does call me free shits Dave because that is what I've got to do in the mornings before I run <laughs> <laughs> if people want to sponsor that as well get involved um, 
but uh, but yeah, we'll um, we'll get the the, the the just giving link up, and it will obviously once that's all set up and running, then um, we'll uh, we'll get that all over the socials, so you can you can support Dave's uh, kind gesture uh, and uh, a mission to run the Brighton Marathon. Um, honestly, Dave, like I, I really appreciate you, you you coming on here because I know when when we first had the chat about it. You know, you, you wanted to come and, and and have a chat with Kirsty and I first, and 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 I think that's a good a, a good thing as well. You know, to put your mind at rest and 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 it's enabled you to you know show some real vulnerability today and 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 be really open and and honest about you know your journey so far. And yeah, I just want to thank you hugely for it, mate. Yes, the the, the big thing that I really want to promote with your mental health is the the thing that fitness does for me. That how it makes me feel good, like the the um, it gives me a really good. I've, I've made loads of notes and I haven't really referred to it. It gives me a really good mood. Like you know, if I have a good run, I come back and I have a shower and I sit there and I just feel really good. And like we said as well, like with the stress, if you do feel a bit stressed from your day at work or something's gone a bit wrong, just go out there, podcast. It could be a meaningless one, just a comedian telling jokes or acceptable in the eighties, just something that really makes you laugh to you. And then the times I've run around Thurrock and I thought I must look like a right idiot because I'm literally running along laughing out loud. <laughs> the, the feeling that gives you, because you're just running, you're, you're outside, you're breathing, I'd say fresh air, but we live in Thurrock, so yeah, you're, you're breathing in something. And yeah, it's just really good and you feel better about yourself. There's so much to it, like... I mean, ain't so much an issue for myself, but other people, weight control and all sorts. Yeah. You know, park, park run has been a, was a massive, finding park run when I found it was a really good timing for me for finding it. It was just when I needed it. You've touched on park run a few times uh, on the podcast. For listeners that uh, are unaware of what that is, explain a bit about what park run is. Basically, there's loads up and down the country, worldwide, every Saturday morning, nine o'clock, local park near you you just go on the website and you'll find one you need to register you get a little barcode and that's one of the uh, sort of things at bar, uh, park run don't forget your barcode it's a timed 5k run walk whatever there's a towel walker so you're never the last person there's always someone behind you there's loads of volunteers to support you i mean my parents do it my mum's in her 70s my mum still sort of run walks park run as I said, I've got a disabled daughter with Down syndrome. She runs Park Run or she volunteers as a photographer. So it's one week she volunteers as a photographer, next week she runs. She does alternate weeks. To Holly, it's a massive thing because she gets a T-shirt when she's done 50 volunteer roles and a T-shirt when she's done, she's just coming up to 25 runs. So it's a massive thing, That's you know, so and it's just, it's so inclusive and supportive. And I mean, I've got a friend who goes along to Park Run. He see me there taking it. He was taking his kid football training he seen me at park run a couple of weeks later he messaged me you doing that park run thing he said uh, only i'm gonna do it he's done five stone in weight oh, incredible you know he, he's a big lad he don't do a fast time he's got no interest in doing a fast time but mm. he's done five stone in weight and he's one of the last people to leave every week he stands there he knows everyone it's just a social thing as well God, you know what? I think I might. I, I can't run. I can barely walk anywhere. Running is just, I'm just not built for running. I really don't think I am. That, that's bullshit. You've got lungs and you've got legs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's the bottom line. 
I might, I might do it. I wonder how much I could raise for doing a 5K. <laughs> I've never done anything like that. Honest to God. Honest to God. Like when we when we were having our pre-chat, we were talking about how I'm trying to stop smoking so I can climb um, Snowden and do yeah. the uh, do the little the beginner's route. And then you two kind of ripped the piss out of me for doing that and told me I need to sort myself out and do the decent yeah. route and uh, don't spend all day doing it. Um, but I do want to say one thing, though. I think it's worth mentioning that you started doing your running and the, the park runs and everything else whilst you were well after you had your therapeutic sessions is that right no I'd run before that I'd, I'd been running for years but park run just gave me something different do you know what I mean it was the numbers mm. and that that helped me with park run because it was how many I'd done I was getting quicker each week because I was doing it more often it was just like the, the numbers that helped me then I'd been, yes. but I had been running for years it's just park run was on the watch that's not what park runs about. It just worked for me, them numbers. Good. I just want to just want to mention that obviously everybody knows the impact that physical health has on your mental health. There's the, the, the two are inextricably connected. But in order for somebody to um, work through some stuff, manage a wobble, um, get through a hard time, however you want to phrase it, um, purely looking at running swimming bike riding kung fu you know whatever it is you it's still really important that you do talk to somebody um that you do look at other treatments whether it's you know talking to a therapist or maybe medication because i just think it's worth do you know what there's a comedian an, an american comedian and i'll ask Stu to, to put it on our socials because that basically sums it up um this guy was talking about going through a hard time and uh, and he was saying to his mate you know what he's what he's kind of doing and he said you know what i do i run you know I, I, he's, he's basically running to get through his mental health issues um which can be a bit short-sighted <coughs> so it's just make sure that you are speaking to the right people and that if you do need any extra support that you are getting it and that running alone um might not be all that you need no that i couldn't agree more and it's like you said you listed all the other things it's like just going to the doctor and getting tablets that isn't the only answer no the, the, i mean just just the tablet will only balance your chemicals mm -hmm. if you, you're overweight it won't change that or if you're not eating properly it won't change that so it has to be the whole package Absolutely. i couldn't agree more but one of the other things that i wanted to mention was the catch the 5k app um, you're saying, oh, to, to achieve a 5K would be really good. The Catch to 5K app is a national health app and it gets you from running nothing to being able to do 5K without stopping. Exploded right. over lockdown, that, didn't it? There was lots yeah. of people. Denying catch it to 5K, right. And if you want to get yourself to 5K, Kirsty, Catch to 5K app is the way to go. It, it's, um, it's like you put it in your ear on your phone and it talks you through like I say now you've got to walk now you've got to run and it gradually increases I think it's you start with a couple of times a week and you end up with three times a week but it's only going to be taking half hour or so out of your day a few times a week so it's not the end of the world and if you're trying to sort of make yourself feel better physically and mentally that's the one yep and if it's going to if it's going to make yourself feel better physically and mentally 
surely 30 minutes three times a week ain't a big investment. No. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's another thing. I, I pay a lot of bloody money into a pension. I want to live to enjoy it. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that's why I want to be fit both physically and mentally, because what's the point in sort of getting to 65 or about 178 when we retire now and, and just think to yourself, I can't enjoy it because I don't feel right in my head or I don't, you know, my leg hurts or whatever. So that's yeah. why I want to look after myself because I've spent a lot of money investing in my retirement. But equally, I want to be here for my kids. Yeah. That, that's, that's the big thing. I want to be, you know, I want to be a granddad. And, and, and that's why... I'm I'm glad I had this mental health issue because it's given me the aspiration to be the person I wanted to be. Uh, and, you know, years ago, I'd look at other people and I'd feel jealous. He's got more money than me. He's got a better job than me. Why should I be jealous of that? That's because I wasn't well. You know, I was having, I just wasn't where I should be. And and by having the 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 wobble, it made me look at me. And I am getting to be who I wanted to be it's taking time but I'm getting there I think we need to look at a new campaign Stu yeah around a wobble I do I love it I really love it I'm not the only one my, my wife's got a friend and her, her husband had, had issues for a while and he, he his nickname for it was I'm having a wobble and that's what he used to say I think I'm having a bit of a wobble at the moment and if that's how we we deal with it that's cool isn't it mm. absolutely I'm going to uh, I'm, I'm going to do some some nice little bits for our social media based around that uh, this afternoon. Um, well, I think that, that's a beautiful place to to, to 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 close today's episode. I just want to thank you again, Dave, for for coming on and 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 sharing your story and and hopefully inspiring uh, those that have you know that, that that have contemplated you know having a run or and, and giving them the option of a park run which, you know, can be both a sociable thing, you know, as much as a sociable thing as it can a health thing. And then also, you know, if you want to make some sort of, you know, baby steps to that, then, then go check out the, the Catch to 5K as well. Um, so they're, they're, they're both in, in, incredible things to, to sort of get you out of the house and, and get some, some fresh air in your lungs. That's what um, we should do, Stu. We should go for a run one day, mate. Oh, mate, like, you're, a, you're a professional runner, mate. Like, I'm, uh, I, 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 I'm a block runner. I run around the block, and uh, but yeah, well, if you if you can go gentle with me, mate, we do a little five k. Definitely, that sounds good to me. Maybe or come and join us at Park Run one weekend. I work till four o'clock on a Friday morning. I'm not getting up at eight o'clock and then <laughs> running five k, mate. <laughs> I run five k after a night shift before I go to bed. That's oh. the <laughs> <laughs> so. Pissed on your parade there, didn't I? Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, um, like I say, as we, we always sort of try and finish this, this podcast um, just saying that if anything on here has uh, affected you and you're feeling like you need to reach out for help, then um, aside from reach out, there is a multiple amount of um, places that you can reach out and, and, and get help and advice and be heard, um, whether that be the Samaritans, whether that be mine, whether that be calm. If you Google, um, you know anything to do with struggling with your mental health or feeling unhappy uh you'll be amazed how many incredible services are out there and, and particularly for men look up for andy's man club and andy's find your look for andy's man club yeah my, my, my thing I'd, I'd like to say it just don't be afraid to to ask just and accept it, it it's there accept it and you can work through it i have and that 
I, I wanted to get through it. And I, like I said, I'm glad that I had it to make me the person I am today. It's made me where I want to be. Sweet. Beautiful. Perfect place to finish. All right. We're back next time. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye.